For the longest time, whenever I heard the word kenosis, I only ever thought about Jesus and how he emptied himself to take on the form of our humanity. I never really thought about me emptying myself in order to take on the form of God or to take on his likeness. You know, I would also think about the baby Jesus in the nativity and how God humbled himself to be born in poverty. But again, I never took it so far as to think about myself having a poverty of spirit that would imitate Jesus and the way that he emptied himself. But recently I was reminded about how important kenosis is to our theosis. I know that's a lot of Greek words in one mouthful right there, but it is. It's very important to our theosis, to you know our holiness, to our discipleship. And I was reminded that kenosis wasn't just about Jesus, but it was also about me. And that means it's also about you. Hey, you're listening to Clumsy Theosis. This is the Catholic podcast where you will discover spunk and motivation to live a vibrant and transformational life as a child of God. I'm Rochelle Lucero, and I invite you to walk with me as we dive into all the things that Jesus gave us to do just that. I'm talking about the Bible, Catholic tradition, church documents, the catechism, the saints, the fathers, the doctors of the church, you name it, and I'll draw from it. You and I together, we are going to transform the world by letting Christ transform us. Hey, what's up? My name is Rochelle Lucero. Thank you for joining me today for this episode of the Clumsy Theosis podcast in which we are talking about kenosis. Now, the reason we're going to talk about this is because last week I received an amazing opportunity to participate in a local healing ministry called Freedom in Christ. And through this ministry, I went through five Bible-based steps in order to move me into a place of freedom where I can see myself more clearly as a child of God, you know, the way that God sees me with a destiny and with a purpose. And from that place of freedom, I was able to come into agreement more fully with God. This is kind of what we talked about last episode. And I was able to step into the authority as his child. And it was an awesome experience. And I have to tell you, it was an answer to one of my many prayers over the last couple of months. And it was definitely an invitation from Jesus to grow closer to him. But more importantly, for our purposes today and our topic selection on kenosis, this episode is a fruit of not even the session that I went to, but the preparation work I had to do. So if this is, you know, one of the fruits from my prep work, I am really excited to see the rest of the fruits that are currently developing and will develop in the future from me taking part in this uh, inner healing ministry. So while I was getting my spiritual healing on last week, you know, I was reminded about kenosis and um, how important it is for me to enter into relationship with Jesus in order to be more like Jesus, right? So kenosis is essential for our theosis. And by the end of this episode, you're going to learn a couple of things, or you might already know them, but maybe it'll help you to think about them in a new light, right? And grow closer to the Lord. So we're going to talk about what kenosis is. You're also going to learn about the act of kenosis, what that will practically look like in, you know, in action in your life. You'll also learn about the role of kenosis in your call to theosis 
And I'm also going to go over some actionable steps that you can take in order to experience the love of God by entering into kenosis. So for our vocabulary portion of today's episode, let's talk about kenosis and what it is. It's a theological term that we use to refer to Christ and how he voluntarily renounced his divine privilege when he humbled himself to become man. And St. Paul wrote about this to the Philippians saying, though he was in the form of God, he did not count equality with God something to be grasped at, but emptied himself, taking on the form of a slave being born in the likeness of men. So kenosis is speaking about how Christ emptied himself. Now, while I was preparing for my Freedom in Christ session, I really identified with that emptying of self because before I even had to attend the session, like I said, there was a lot of prayer work that I had to do. And one of the things that I had to do beforehand was compile a list, actually compile a lot of lists. Um, things that I needed to repent from, things uh, or people that I needed to forgive, things I needed to renounce, inner vows that I had made throughout my life, and so on and so on. And under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, I was able to come up with a lot of things because the Holy Spirit knows. He knows everything. And as I was going through this process um, with him and writing down all of these things, I found an immense amount of space, interior space inside of me. You know, I felt like I was being emptied. And with everything that the Holy Spirit helped me to identify and write down on these lists, not only did I feel like I was being emptied, like there's more room inside my heart and inside my mind, I also felt like I was just being poured out, like it was just flowing out of me. And it was really interesting to me because to be poured out, that's actually the language that St. Paul uses later on in his letter to the Philippians when he says, even if I am to be poured out as a libation upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. And by saying this, St. Paul is advocating for our imitation of Christ's kenosis. And that's what I felt like I was doing, that I was imitating Christ's kenosis. And so St. Paul, when he says this, you know, he had previously pointed out how Christ willingly emptied himself. And then he talks about his own self and his own life, talking about how he is willing to be emptied out or to be poured out like a sacrifice in his language. And so he's setting himself up as an example to be followed. He's saying, this is what Jesus did. And this is what I'm doing in order to imitate that. And so you should also imitate that as well. But we're not God. So we can't um, empty ourselves of our divine privilege. And so St. Paul kind of gives us a hint of what this looks like in the life of men and women. So the act of kenosis for us, it's going to look a little different. It's going to look like, I think the best way to say it is it's a systematic letting go. So you're letting go of all of the things that are keeping you from coming into agreement with or or coming into alignment with God's will, right? We want our will to be aligned to God's will. And at first blush, when we say this, it can sound like if we empty ourselves, we will be just that. We'll be empty. We'll be empty shells of our former selves, you know, um, no sense of humor, no artistic expression. We'll be kind of bland. Or you might even think like, um, 
will be empty in a way that like pagan Eastern, Eastern, <laughs> like pagan Eastern religions think about like emptying yourself, right? But that's not it. You should know this by now. God doesn't want us to be former shells of ourselves. He doesn't want us to be empty and void, right? The fruit of your letting go of all of these things means that you now have a capacity to be filled up with love himself, all right? And having that love animate and radiate through everything that you do and everything that you are, and it transforms you. You see? You see that connection? So you empty yourself of the things keeping you from coming into agreement with God, making room for love to enter you, and that love then transforms you. And it will fill up every space, every space possible, the love of God will fill you, right? You see that connection now between kenosis and theosis. Christ emptied himself to become man, and through our call to theosis, we have to imitate Christ, right, and imitate his kenosis in order for us to be able to make that room so that we can let him come in and transform us to become more like him. And this reminds me of a quote by Thomas Merton, because God is what? God is love. And so Thomas Merton says this. He says, to say that I am in the image of God is to say that love is the reason for my existence, for God is love. Love is my true identity. Selflessness is my true self. Love is my true character. Love is my name. You see that? Again, just reiterating the fact that when you empty yourself through the act of kenosis, you now have room to be filled with Jesus, to be filled with the Spirit of God, to be filled with the love of the Father. And that reminds me of a message that I received from one of your fellow listeners a couple of weeks ago. And this was after I did my reintroduction episode after being away for a while, the one, um, allow me to reintroduce myself. And um, this is what he sent me. I'm going to read it to you with his permission, of course. I feel like Steve from Blue's Clues, you know, we just got a letter. We just got a letter. All right. Enough of that. Um, okay. Here it is. Uh, David said, I just want to let you know how much your last podcast made a difference in my life. You said something to the effect of Jesus was reminding me not to look around, but to look at him. And that really resonated with me. I've been dealing with a lot of sadness and frustration because I feel as if I'm not achieving like the rest of my peers and those I see on social media. That quote really hit home with me because for Lent, I have chosen to focus on trying to experience God's love and you really hit that home for me. I'm too focused on others and not focused enough on Jesus. Thank you for that. Your podcast came at the right time for me. And I've already been in contact with David and I'm so thankful for him sharing that with me. I love to hear what the Lord is doing in your life. And I love to hear what you guys have to say because it gives glory and honor to God. And when you let me know what's going on with regard to the show and how it's affecting you, it's so wonderful because God speaks to us in a very still, small voice. And with all of the noise and the hustle of everyday life, it's really easy to push the small voice of God to the back of our mind and to not pay any attention to it or to push it off until later. But because God loves us and he's constantly pursuing us, he reiterates 
the things that he has spoken to our heart through the things around us, the podcasts we listen to, the friends that we talk to, the books we're reading, the billboards we drive by, you know, he's constantly reminding us of what he's already instilled in our heart and how he's already trying to communicate with us. And so David's message was a testament to that. And if you were curious, David's message is our comment of the week for this episode. And if you would like to be featured as the comment of the week, please reach out to me, email me through my website. And that's how David got a hold of me through my website. There's a contact me um, button there. So he reached out that way or even on social media, just send me a message and I will consider sharing your glory stories about what God is doing in your life, how he's using the show, um, anything really that I think can bring joy and happiness and the Lord, um, to your fellow listener. Anyways. Um, yeah, if you want to get a hold of me, all of those links are in the show notes, but let's get back to David's message because David's goal is to experience the love of God this Lent. I thought, you know what, this is a great opportunity for me to show the connection between experiencing God's love and the act of kenosis. So I want to go through a couple of actionable things that you can do through the act of kenosis that will help you to focus on experiencing God's love. The first thing that you can do is just sit down and talk to Jesus and ask him and say, what things are getting in the way of me experiencing your love or coming into agreement with your will? What things do I need to be emptied of, right? And have a paper, have a pen ready because the Holy Spirit will come in force and he will tell you, write all those things down and then maybe return to prayer later that day or the next day, sometime soon and go over that list and see what more the Lord has to say about those things. And then from there, you can do the next thing, which is to make an action plan to start removing those things from your heart and from your mind um, by doing a couple things that are super simple. First, I think the obvious thing is if, if these things are sins, go to confession. The Lord is merciful. The Lord is kind. He wants to forgive us. He wants us close to him. And he knows that for us to be close to him, we need to, you know, have clean souls. We need to be um, as pure as possible. So we need to go to confession and he wants us to go so he can forgive us so we can be able to be close to him. The second thing is to make some changes in your habits. You know, decide if the things that are keeping you from God need to be changed change your, change your habits. And along with changing your habits, something that I think is super helpful whenever I've done it is to rearrange your schedule so that your schedule is now rotating around Jesus. Jesus is the priority of your day. And I know sometimes that can be difficult because there are things that we have to do at certain times of the day, you know, like work and eat and go to meetings and go to classes and whatnot. And in our busyness, it's really tempting to say, oh, I have a, an open period over here, an open time in my day. I'm just going to fit in my prayer time there. But if we can stop that mindset and really, you know, say the day before, okay, what's most important in my day is my time with Jesus. And I'm going to make sure that that happens at this time. And then you can arrange everything else in your day around that time. And once you've done that, you're probably going to realize, oh, I have more time in my day because you've rearranged your schedule. You've 
changed up some of your habits, the way that you're spending your time. And you're going to say, oh, I, I have a some extra time in my day, right? You're going to free up time in your day and you're going to free up space in your heart. And it's crazy how that happens by just changing your habits and changing your schedule. And when you do that, it's also easier to do this next thing, which is spend more time with Jesus. It's just the the supernatural law, right? That's just what happens. So spend more time with Jesus in the scriptures, go to adoration. And in your prayer time, it's really simple to just Start your prayer by giving honor and glory to God and then just asking him, Jesus, show me how you're loving me today. Show me how you're loving me in this season and write down what comes to mind, what comes to your heart so that you can reference it later when you start to think that you're not experiencing the love of God. And the last thing I'm going to share is to imitate Jesus. Now we imitate him Yes, obviously by emptying ourselves, right? Through this kenosis. But in the emptying process, there is a humility required, right? Jesus, there was a humility required for Jesus to empty himself to take on our form. There's also a humility for us in order to empty ourselves more fully and to be committed to that task. And I think for that, something really wonderful is the litany of humility. And I've done a whole episode on this, which I'll link that in the show notes as well. And I made um, a litany of humility for your phone. So it's like in your pocket. And I've sent that out to my patrons last year. So I think I'm going to include it in the email this week. So if you're on my email list, you'll get the litany of humility as well as the check-in. Don't forget about that. So those are four easy, actionable things that you can do between now and Good Friday, right? Because Jesus is going to fully empty himself by humbling himself to death, you know, unto death. So between now and then, I think that's a lot for you to start doing. And you don't have to only do it through Lent. This is something we called to do all of the time. All right. So if you have not already left a review on Apple podcast. I know I've asked this of you before, but it is super important. And your one little review can really have a great ripple effect because a good review on Apple podcast will tell Apple to alert other people who might like this podcast. Cause it says, wow, there are people interested in this podcast. They really like it. And there's probably going to be other people who will really like it and get a lot of use out of it too. And by doing that, We'll get more listeners to Clumsy Theosis, and that means more people who are more committed to and have you and me to walk with them as we all walk forward in our transformation while we're transforming the world for the kingdom of God. All you have to do is leave one Apple podcast review, and you can be responsible for all that. All right. Until next week, please reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. Have a blessed Lent. Peace out. Welcome to the end of the podcast. Since you made it this far, you know what that means, right? We're like totally best friends now. (laughs) But for real though, thanks so much for spending time with me and growing in your faith knowledge and letting Christ transform you. Since you stayed this long, I'm thinking that you liked the episode. 
So will you do me a favor and share it with a friend or all of your friends on social media? While you're online, I invite you to check out my website, clumsytheosis.net. There you're going to find all of the things that you need, such as how to get in touch with me, how to book me as a speaker, how to find my social channels, how to sign up for our weekly email, and very importantly, this is very important, how to donate if you'd like to support the show. This show is listened to in approximately 90 countries across the globe. So if you find value in this show, please consider donating at clumsytheosis.net. Anything that you give is very much appreciated and it is super helpful. All right. Thanks again for walking with me today. Remember that we can transform the world by letting Christ transform us.